0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for being on the second ever episode of I Am Gaming podcast. A podcast that talks about the video game industry, entrepreneurship and gaming nostalgia. My name is Ivica and in this episode I'm going to talk a little bit about the whole retro approach many people are using, especially when it comes to indie and small games. small teams and individual developers decide to make. Apart from that, I'm also going to talk about a single clothing or streetwear brand called Death Saves. And it's a good example, at least in my case, in my view of a successful uh, retro play, let's call it that, that utilizes the retro approach but doesn't, um, doesn't skew it in a way that's actually bad for your end product. At least that's how I feel How I feel about it. Before we get into all of that I'm just going to have to do a little bit of a shout out for a really cool indie game you should check out right now. The game is called Fate Game and you can find it on itch.io. It's made by a really cool indie designer I got to know him and talk to him a lot uh, through Twitter you can also find him at at fateapps and He's a cool guy. He created a great couch multiplayer two stick game. Uh, I'm reading this from the description. I so far I haven't tried it, but it's a really cool title. It looks really cool, and it got some nice industry eyeballs. So please check it out. Uh, I'm giving this shout out because he recommended my uh, podcast to some indie buddies who started following me. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope I don't disappoint. Lastly, before, again, again before we get into the actual main topic, I have a Patreon page. That's probably no surprise. Everybody has a podcast these days and everyone else has a Patreon page. So, if you enjoy this in any shape or form, if you find it promising, I would really appreciate if you could pitch in anything. So, I'm not looking for any particular sum. Uh, Patreon is actually a great promotional tool. I'm going to talk about it probably later on in some episode not exactly as a tool that brings you a whole lot of cash but as a tool that helps you build a community and connect with people who actually really enjoy your output and uh, for creators i'm also working on a small Podcast uh, sci-fi and technology. That's called Photon Tide. It's in Serbian with a few of my friends. We really appreciate any any money, any support we get. So I decided to make one page for my. Uh, I decided to make a page for my gaming podcast as well. So if you have some spare change, literally anything, I would really appreciate any kind of support. Right now I don't have any tiers or anything like that. It just. Boils down to basically, hey, if it's a uh, we like the thing you're doing, here's a buck. Now, with all of that, uh, that was a long, long intro. Let's get into the whole retro deal. So, retro and retro gaming isn't anything new, it's basically a movement that's been around for more than a decade now. It's interesting for me because, as an old gamer, I started gaming in 1990. It, it, at the first moment, it was kind of a weird throwback to a period that was important, but not, not that crucial. Uh, it was pixel art. Um, when I was a kid, I never particularly enjoyed pixel art as pixel art, it was just art back then. And now, after like 15 years later, it came back. And it came back big time. So today, retro basically means for a lot of people pixel art in the game dev industry. You can check out on Twitter like uh, events, uh, not events, but uh, hashtags like uh, ScreenShot Saturday, and you'll see that a lot of games are taking the pixel art approach. Now, pixel art is cool because it's basically a way to create graphics without having dedicated artists or having, a, literally, like a system where you can churn out graphics quickly and easily. Now, that's cool, but a lot of people are not doing it because of that. They're doing it because they think it's cool. And there's another kind of a mentality going on there, which states, basically, as I see it, retro is catchy, retro is cool, and retro is profitable. Now, retro might be cool. I'm not denying that. A lot of people love it. But is it profitable? Not that sure. Is it catchy? It's not. Now, this is the main thing here. Doing too much retro is good in theory if you know what you're doing and what you're aiming for. Doing too little retro is also good in theory again if you know what you're aiming for. A lot of developers sadly as I see it don't have an actual uh, clear mission statement when it comes to art or even the whole retro approach that it doesn't have to be art only art it can be also gaming mechanics um, uh uh, simplified genres like in platformers and stuff like that all of that is cool as long as you have an end goal with all of that so having an end goal having a clear vision of a game you want to make is crucial because all of these things are actually perks that you can put in the forefront or that can be not that uh, clear to the potential player but in any case it's a perk it's not the thing that actually buys people to get into your game even in development or later on as an end product Uh, if you're saturating the market with retro look and feel you won't stick out if you do the same retro look and feel Uh, the point here is that simply saying we're going to do uh, beautiful pixel art like for example in hyper light drifter is great if you can make a hyper light drifter, but even outside the um, Pixel art graphics hyper light drifter is much more than a retro game. It's a brilliant sci-fi story with an excellent um, atmosphere that's really minimalistic and at the same time deep impacting and it has a lot of things going for it retro art and retro feel is only the topmost layer in any of these cases, it's actually the simplicity that carries the day. You have to have a clear idea of what you're making. The best way to do that is to have something you're emulating, not in the terms of graphics, only graphics or only mechanics, but in the terms of actual game feel and the whole gaming experience. So, just saying we're going to take pixel art, make it a game look great, and then we'll figure out what the game is all about is cool if you're a pixel art artist. But if you're a game developer, you have to have a clear idea before you decide to go for perks or before you decide to go for these kinds of, um, let's say it, skinning, like when you're buying a skin and you're adding that skin to an already defined thing. If you don't have that defined thing, the skin won't matter. So, uh, retro is cool, pixel art is cool, all of that is cool. It becomes catchy, and becomes profitable in the end if you have a solid foundation on which you place that retro and pixel art and everything else. So focus more on the precise and clear idea of your game, then then you focus on the skinning of the same idea. Especially if you don't have an idea, it's pointless to skin it in anything. So, uh, this might sound like uh, Captain Obvious giving advices, but I'm going to show you uh, why I think this really applies to a brand called That Saves. So it, uh, it's a streetwear brand that was uh, designed, created, or started, or partnered with an actor called uh, Joe Mangianello. Uh, you probably know him from US TV shows and movies. And he began a brand that's essentially a huge homage to D&D and 1980s, early 1990s metal music. And that's the whole idea. The idea was, I'm betting, a lot older than going for uh, images of dragons, uh, taking the D&D dices and rehashing them into a million different forms, anything of that. So the idea was to Catch and focus on that feel of D&D playing D&D in your basement. I mean, this is for us listeners. We, the rest of us, the rest of the world isn't that big on basements. Just I have to tell you, uh, we did play D&D, but not in basements or in like uh, those uh, Stranger Things kind of uh, environment. I grew up in 80s. We didn't have any of that in Yugoslavia. So yeah, a lot of other places didn't have it either. But in his case, or the that's a brand, that saves brand, they went for that exactly that feel. So all of those things that you kinda remember when you were a kid of those like older older guys and girls who were into metal who had those awful stickers, jackets, uh jewelry and everything that was basically tacky. They took it and they created a brand out of it. So they had in my view a really clear idea of what they're aiming for they then took those additional skin elements and created t-shirts visual identity uh, played around of those all of those like vhs uh, effects um, crappy movies from the 1980s of horror horror movies and everything else they took it and added it upon the basic idea but the idea is rock-solid and the whole brand for me is super well-defined I think that's a great thing to have for any kind of a product that aims to communicate with the audience the same goes for games because if you have that essence that is clearly visible to your potential customers, buyers, community members, whatever, you can connect with them and you can add additional value upon that basic idea and make it even more interesting, more catchy, more profitable. But if the basic idea is not there, adding anything it is like basically throwing rocks into a ravine, hoping they pile up eventually. They probably won't. <laughs> and in this case the same applies. So, I think you should definitely just check out that saves and see a brand identity, which is only an intellectual thing. It's like DD meets old school metal music, but not in terms of music, but in terms of visual identity. And everything else stems from that basic connection. For retro games, I believe it's a big, big potential um, lesson that can be learned from that saves. Now, as well as I'm talking about the brands here, I just want to, uh, I can't talk about brands without doing, a, again, a small shout out to a great friends of mine, Sonia and Marco. Marco is actually my best man. Uh, he was my best man on my wedding. Uh, they have a really cool women wear called wear.com. You can find it online. Links are in the description below. Uh, like all the links, uh, I'm going to I mentioned or I'm going to mention in this podcast so check them out they're really cool they provide and make great great clothing for women for girls I think you're gonna love it and I can't talk about brands without uh, fashion brands without mentioning that one right it would be like a heresy that's what we do we plug each other and with that small kind of a plug I'm going to end this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your takes on the idea of going retro and especially on Death Saves what you think about the brand and everything else. Please leave a comment below and don't forget to check out my Patreon page if you like what you hear here. Here 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 here. Please subscribe to my channel and consider leaving something as a donation on my Patreon. That was all for me. Thank you so much for being on my second episode, especially if you're a first-time listener, listener, viewer, you don't have that much to view, but a first-time listener, I would really appreciate a subscribe and everything else I talked about earlier. Again, my name is Ivica. This was the second episode of I'm Gaming Podcast. Hopefully, I'm going to see all of you on the third episode as well. Until then... Bye bye